when we're live. Are we? We're live already? <laughs> Bloody hell, that was fast. Um, so let's do a pause and then we start proper, like normal people. But we're not normal people, Marcel. <laughs> I think we should just leave it like this and let it roll. That's not a good way to start the year, Brent. <laughs> That's a very good way to start the year. It's like, ah, screw it, we'll leave it, it's fun. Anyway, welcome to the Stuff Podcast. It's Brett Fenter and Marseille from Stuff. And we're talking about techie things again. Well, I mean, that's pretty much all we ever talk about is techie things. Um, but I think we've got a very specific techie thing in mind. Um, uh, this this issue, edition. Episode? Episode. I think it's episode. I think it's episode. Um, uh, and it's going to be NFTs or non Fungible? Fungible? Fungible. I don't know. No, those non We should fungus probably learn how to say it before I think it's non-fungible it. tokens. Yeah. Non-fungible. Yes. Um, or non-fungible. Fungible. <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those things. We'll um, figure it out. In the meantime, that's what's been in the news a lot lately. Um, um, yeah, I for at least six months. Especially the past few weeks. I've seen... <laughs> An uptick in NFT and crypto news. Maybe it's just my echo chamber. Um, but <laughs> it's become far more common in normal internet culture news uh, than it it was, for example, like a year and a half ago or two years ago. Like, mm. when did NFTs become NFTs only really blew up last year, huh? Yeah. It's just that last year feels like it took three years to get through, but it also flew at the same time. Um, no, like NFTs are f- like a fairly, fairly recent thing. I remember the first time uh, we saw like some guy's going to sell a JPEG that anybody else can have, but he's going to get $300,000 for it. I'm like, sure, buddy. That's, that, that, that's a great idea <laughs> if you can, if you can convince somebody that that, 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 that's a thing they need to own. Um, there's been a few interesting use cases, um, yeah. but Let's first quickly go about explaining wha- exactly what an NFT is, or not exactly, <laughs> kind of what an NFT is, no, how we it, understand let, it. Let, let's get in the approximate region of what an <laughs> NFT is. I'll be fine with that. And how I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to further down just go into what, like how it affects normal internet users. It doesn't. And what what it could mean for the future of digital art or like what what are the applications we can see in the future for nfts and it i'm i'm assuming there are a few applications that could affect people we can't just be cynical all the time i right? think we can actually <laughs> i know it's only january but <laughs> like you know it's pandemic january so it's at least august um <laughs> I think we can be cynical all the time. Uh, look, uh, NFTs are all about the money, um, and that—that that, uh, I mean—that's maybe just my personal opinion, but uh, it's all about the money, and it's about people wanting to make money and people hoping to make money with savvy investments because they missed the Bitcoin thing the first time around in 2008, um, uh, and uh, I think it's also going to be about losing money for a b- for a whole lot of people. I think that currently the people who are investing money, I say investing very loosely, (laughs) in NFTs are people who can afford to throw that money away. 
Yes, but that's the problem, you see. You're going to have all of these people who can afford to throw the money away, have got this this wonderful market going, and eventually, like your average guy who's got his retirement savings, are like, I'm going to buy myself a little monkey picture and sell it for three times its value in 10 years, and it's not going to happen to him, and he's going to be wiped out, and he that's couldn't afford that. That's what we think now. I mean, that's what we think now, but what's the point of it otherwise? Well, what's the point of buying a, a piece of art that's that like of like physical art? Well, it depends, you see. You can you can speculate on art um, and you can lose money. It, it's, it's the same thing. Yeah, you know, it, it it's it is the same thing, but you can't hold it in your hands. You it, can't it, you can't caress the piece of art with your fingertips. No, I like I get that. <laughs> Which you shouldn't do but, by the way. But the like the value in art, like physical art tends to be in its actual rarity. Um, and in this case, rarity is denoted by um, you know, a, a string in a blockchain. Uh, and everyone else can just right click and they've got the thing you spent three hundred thousand dollars on. Yeah, but at in the same breath, that's what that's how an NFT is described. Like that's what they are. Mm. There is only one of each. That's in the name of non fungible token. Yes, there's only there's only one of each, but it can be freely copied and distributed. Yes, but it's it's, on, it's allocated to only one person. Yeah. So explain to us quickly what's an NFT, Brett. Well, an NFT is. I mean. You've, we've, we've basically covered it. An NFT is a digital item that's been inserted into a blockchain so you can see uh, who owns this specific instance of it. Um, so you could mint, I mean, they, they use a, uh, I can't remember what the thing's called, but they can mint an NFT out of basically anything. So if you've got a, uh, a piece of crappy hand-drawn Microsoft Paint art, you load it somewhere, you can mint it into an NFT and it's got a unique string that somebody can buy. Yeah, um, using crypto yeah. currency. And it, uh, it's authenticated by the same sort of systems that uh, cryptocurrency uses to... Yeah, um, it's a, so it's all built on the blockchain. Yes. Um, which is like a digital ledger. Yeah. And when you make... When, you, when the transaction happens and you buy the NFT, um, your, that information is coded into the digital ledger on the blockchain and it is yours, right? So that's how ownership is shown in the blockchain. Yes. Yeah. So that's essentially what it is. It's, a, it's buying art with extra steps. Yes. <laughs> and but why? <laughs> but why? Yes. That's a question. But why? Um, so I find blockchain technology very interesting, and I believe that there are there are future applications following cryptocurrency and NFTs that will actually be far more um, useful for normal people on the ground. Um, at this point, it's still very much an like an in-circle thing, very f few, like a few specific people are ve very much into the blockchain technology and crypto and NFTs. Mm -hmm. And it's not 
especially accepting of newcomers and people who don't understand the technology because it's not something that you can just understand like you have to do extensive research to really understand cryptocurrency and how it functions and how mining works and how minting works and it's it's just not new newcomer friendly at all yes um but that that, that's not what my but why was from isn't but why would you want to buy that digital art is is the idea like that's that's the point it's hard for me to justify because i'm not the target market (laughs) like i'll i don't see the use even like the one interesting thing about nfts for me is that crypto has historically and it doesn't have a long history been very much based in like analytical thinking Mm. and numbers and um common under like not the creative community, right? Yeah. And NFTs uh, has brought has created new opportunities for the creative community. So, like I'm saying, artists, um, creators of all kinds, song makers, like different different kinds of creative stuff, and that's like merging two worlds that I've I didn't expect to happen in the past two years. Yeah, but look, uh, um, I, I've seen a lot of the NFTs that, are, uh, that that have been minted and that have been sold, um, and some of them I can understand, like um, like the iconic memes, for example. Like some of those have been sold. They sold the uh, the source code to the World Wide Web. Yeah, that was one of the first ones that I see we covered on our site. Yeah. And that's like that's a cool thing to own. Yes, right? not like, like that's a cool thing to own, but. Um, that's like saying you you own a Mona Lisa, right? Yeah. But if you, <laughs> like the board apes, are, it's such a good example because it's not especially great art. Yeah, there's there's, there's s- no real artistic value. They and seem uh, very I mean common, like you're seeing them everywhere. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you're owning a Mona Lisa. You're you're like owning a crayon drawing by that that's been photocopied by a two-year-old or something. Yeah. Now, now, look, I, I can see like a crown drawing by Donald Trump. <laughs> that would make a, a, an awesome NFT. Yeah. But first they have to give him more than one crown. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, look, I, I, I get that art is very um, subjective. It is, yes. But I, I don't think anybody is, like I don't think any NFTs are changing hands for for their artistic value. I think they're changing hands for their potential monetary value. And that's where, it, like, you know, the the disconnect is happening in my head, like, you know, like it's, it's like we we would expect those two things to be, like, related. Yeah, like like if 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 Banksy made something digital, I can I can see that. Yeah. Because his work is very much art. But a tweet or um, uh, a chess piece in a Ubisoft game. It's, yeah, Why? It's, yeah, it's hard to justify it's like owning <laughs> that. Like something, especially something that's available to the internet as a whole to to view at any time, like a, a tweet by Elon Musk. Yeah. Like how many people actually see tweets by Elon Musk on a daily basis? And if there's an especially special one and that one's sold as an NFT, it's not really especially special. No, it's not taken away from anyone. Yeah. 
it's it's just it's it's unique suddenly because a, a, a computer says that it belongs to somebody else. Um, maybe we just don't understand the blockchain at all. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, I think the point of the blockchain is that things are decentralized and not owned by an authority. And that's also kind of what makes NFTs interesting, but but also it's it's still the same marketplace. You still have a normal marketplace like in... In real life, you have museums or art houses and you go there and you see art and mm. you can maybe buy it. And online, you still have those marketplace. Well, now you have those NFT marketplaces and people go there and bid on NFTs with their crypto. Yes. So even though it's de a decentralized system that it's built on, it's still managed by a handful of companies or um, e-commerce sites and that kind of takes a decentralized part out of the whole equation. Yeah, it's just like I don't see where it's going. It's basically it's DLC for real life and you can't touch anything. Yeah, it's like <laughs> DLC and you don't really know why this DLC <laughs> came out. Yeah, it's, the it's, point? It's, uh, yeah it's, it, it's the real life version of um, the Elder Scrolls Oblivion's horse armor DLC. <laughs> it was completely cosmetic. Nobody wanted or needed it. It was overcharged for. Um, like, I don't know. But maybe that's the point, right? We s we've seen with especially Fortnite mm. that vanity purchases are very common among young people. Yes, you buy a wide array of different skins for your character and you pay like top dollar for it and then it's just to make your character look cool it's not helping you in any way yeah i know and it's a it's a sort of a broader version of that i mean i know duncan's got his uh his counterstrike stickers and stuff he showed yeah. them to me um oh god he showed you his sticker collection yeah well just a few of them <laughs> Um, so, I mean, it's a, like a natural extension of that, but, you know, that's, uh, it's at least got some kind of a functional use. You know, you're using it for, for the game. These things are being bought as, as investments, and that's what I don't understand. And I think that's what's also pushing the idea for me. Yeah, it's hard. a bubble. It's yeah, it's hard to connect that to it being an actual asset. Yeah. Because it doesn't feel like an asset, no one can see it. Mm. Like, I don't know about your gallery of NFTs in your metaverse house, yeah. like mansion where you display them on the porch. Like, I don't know about that when... And, and <laughs> look, mayb maybe it's just because we're South African as well. Like, most mornings when we wake up, we're like, cool, the power's still on. I don't, nobody cares about your collection of digital shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I... I saw an actual, like, yeah, I'd ca I'll call it an actual use case for mm. NFTs this week. Um, Duncan actually s shared the post with me on Instagram where Naz, I'm guessing, <laughs> is the name of this yes. person who makes music. Um, I'm not very up to date with contemporary music. But anyway, this person sold... Unless it's like Oxygen Destroyer or something. Sold royalty rights to two of his songs. 
um, as NFTs. But see, now that makes sense to me. It kind of it kind of makes sense if you hear it like that. It kind of makes sense. But we did a bit more research, and it turns out that the people who bought the NFTs. Um, which are now like fraction, like percentage of royalty from the song mm. they w- they will gain over a certain number of years or whatever, and they won't even make as much money back from royalties as they paid for this NFT. Like yeah, I, I get that, but then but it's also not really an investment. No, it's not. But uh, that 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 that's bragging rights. Really. But isn't that just what NFTs are now? No, but you it, it's about what you're bragging about. It, like you like know. if you can say, I have an NFT of the source code of the internet, that's bragging rights too. No, no, no. And and that, that NFT makes sense. But I have uh, an NFT of a 300,000 Rand monkey. Not even a monkey, a picture of yeah, a monkey, no, but, but that's a bad what I'm picture. <laughs> Uh, it, it's uh, I have a three hundred thousand dollar board ape NFT. Well, why is it worth three hundred thousand dollars? No, it's hard. It's hard to <laughs> say. Um, like th- there's there's no intrinsic value there beyond. No. Or we can't see the value yet. No, um, and but I, I, th- I think a lot of NFT purchases kind of rely on that. Um, that people. People are assuming there's value. Uh, I mean, that's how economies work, really. Yes. But um, people are assuming there's value, and there might not be. There, it's entirely possible that the the bottom is going to drop out of this thing one of these days. It is entirely possible, but um, that's also true of the economy, <laughs> as you just said. Yes, um, I suppose. Um, it's just hard for us to to switch our mindset from a tangible thing has value. Mm. And we can see it, and we can touch it, no, and it's hard for us to comprehend that this digital thing has value. And it's, as you said, also a symptom of us living in a third world country. Yes. It's it's really challenging for us to understand <laughs> how people see value in these things, mm. because we see value in basic things like water and electricity. <laughs> And look, no, look, I've bought I've bought Call of Duty gun skins before, you know. So I I can I, I can. Or like a battle pass. Yeah, I can I can connect with it on that level, but, you know, I've minted this thing that everyone else can have for free. That's what I don't understand. It, it and if you buy your skin for your Call of Duty gun or whatever. Mm. You go and you play that game every day and you see your skin and your friends see see it every day. And yes. that, that brings value to you in the form of like fun and social enjoyment. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe 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 NFTs are like this um, precursor metaverse thing. Maybe no, it maybe is. one day you'll be able to 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 do the like the Thor Ragnarok Thor Ragnarok thing with like behold my stuff yeah you know yeah. this is the, the i feel like that's what it's gonna and we touched on this when we spoke about the metaverse um uh, late mm. last year and they've now one of the big conversations around nfts is that um their users or their owners will be able to 
move them from one metaverse to another metaverse. And I, I'm still not completely convinced by the metaverse story at all. Um, it's really hard for me, again, to see how it has real-world wo- applications. Mm. But let's say you own an NFT skin for your gun in Call of Duty. They reckon that you'd be able to take that skin because you own it and it's your property on the as as the blockchain reads mm. and take it to Fortnite and import it into Fortnite and then you can use it on your gun there and then export it or like have it and then import it into Apex Legends and use it there. And I just don't see <laughs> gaming companies complying with that. Well, just on a technical level, that's I mean, look, it's an interesting idea. There's as far as I can see, there are only two ways to solve that problem. One is to completely decentralize the Internet so that nobody has control. And there's like this single massive system that you that you connect to. The other is to have the same situation, but there's one entity in control of it. That's absolutely terrifying. And that's what Meta wants to do. Yes. I, I mean, you can call them Meta if you want. They're going to be Facebook forever um, until Meta does something equally as horrible and I can just sort of attach that sort of stink to them. Oh, just give it a few months. Mm, no, it's it's probably happened already. We just haven't heard about it yet. Yeah. We're waiting for the... <laughs> the what, what do they call them? The people who come out with their... With the secrets. Whistleblowers. Whistleblowers. We're waiting for the whistleblower. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be one soon. (laughs) But Um, yeah, that's NFTs. Yeah, let's let's talk about something else. Something a bit more fun. What's fun in your life, Brett? I like (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man. So, I like Spider-Man too. Hmm. I watched it once. Duncan watched it twice in cinema over December. Um, that's No Way Home. Yeah. Yes. Now, I, I was going to watch it as I got to East London um, when I went down to the coast this year. Um, and I couldn't for various reasons involving the NSRI. Um, <laughs> uh, but I managed to go and um, I was one of those people. I watched it on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, the 6.30 show in... And Hemingway's in East London. That's amazing. And it was absolutely spectacular. And I'm going to have to watch myself very carefully here because I don't want to, like, spoil anything. But, uh, like, No Way Home, was uh, it's one of the best Marvel Universe films I've seen yes. to date. Definitely. Um, First of all, Tom Holland is amazing. Yes. He's a really good Spider-Man. He has that that goofy vibe that you'd expect from Spider-Man if you've seen him in the comics. Mm. And Doctor Strange is just, like cinematic, Doctor Strange is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, actual Doctor Strange in the comics is a bit of a weirdo. <laughs> but Cumber, Cumber Nickelbatch <laughs> <laughs> is like one of my favorites. And that that duo just brings so much joy to to the screen. Yeah, it's, I mean it is it is fun, uh, and plus I mean Wong was there. Uh, I absolutely love Wong. I was yeah. mentioned I mentioned this earlier today. Um, you might have had your headphones in. No, uh, I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, and you know his name's really Wong. Oh uh, no, that's great. I love that. He was uh, Genghis Khan, not Genghis Khan. He 
Kublai Khan in um, <laughs> Genghis Khan. Uh, that uh, Marco Polo series on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Um, it was really good in that. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a spoiler heavy movie, so we can't go into details. Uh, no. But it's it's a brilliant MCU film. It brings a lot of action, obviously, yeah. and a lot of excitement if you're older than 25, I think. Yeah, if I mean, if you've seen any of the older Spider-Man movies, I mean, th- that, that much isn't a secret. We've <laughs> been teasing it for, for ages, you know. Um, if you've seen the older Spider-Man movies, all the way back to the Sam... Uh, how do you say his surname? Raimi. Raimi. I don't know. Ah, anyway, the, the Tobey Maguire Sp- Spider-Man yeah. movies um, and the Andrew Garfield ones, which I... Or not as bad as everyone said, I promise. Like, the, uh, I need to rewatch them because I, I like watched the first one. Like Andrew Andrew Garfield is a bit of a crappy Peter Parker, but as Spider Man, he's he's absolutely fantastic. He's got um, he's got the the constant jabbering thing, <laughs> perfect, absolutely perfect. Uh, when uh, in the I think it's the first movie when the um, the, the the car thief pulls out a knife and he just drops to his knees. knees. He's like, oh my God. Nah, small knives, my only weakness. It's <laughs> absolutely <laughs> perfect. It's perfect Peter Parker. Um, I mean, pe- perfect Spider-Man. Um, but uh, like the old films and the like the multiversal crossovers. And I was watching the credits um, when they started, when they started rolling very closely um, because, you know, Sony made this movie as opposed to the Disney juggernaut, but the the people involved um, at a like a production level, uh, like Disney's sent its scouts into this film rather heavily. They they seem quite keen to integrate properly into like you know going forward. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, there are a few crossover moments mm. as well, and it's been confirmed for another three films. Is is Holland, is Holland coming in? Yes. Oh, so he's sticking around. Yeah. Oh, b- despite what you read in the media. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that's fair enough. Uh, he, he can probably play a 16-year-old kid for at least another 12 years. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, How old is he now? He's in his 20s. Yeah. Um, he's Nathan Drake. He's in Uncharted now as well. Yeah. He's going to be a young Nathan Drake. Without the beard. <laughs> Well, Nathan, like Nathan, never had a beard. Doesn't he even have facial hair? Uh, he's got like a five o'clock shadow. Yeah, I feel like you need you need that, but it's no, fine. No, we'll, but like we'll give it a chance. Th- there, there was one of the Uncharted games. There was there, there are a couple of sections where you play as a young Nathan, um, but I, the only like the bit of miscasting in my head is is the guy that they got to play Sully in that movie, Mark Bloody Wahlberg. Of course. No, not of course. Of course. I love you're Mark Wahlberg. You are, uh, are you old enough to remember Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch? No. <laughs> you might want to look him up. No, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. Mark Wal- Wahlberg got his start as the lead in a boy band. Wow. Like a, like, like, um, um. In sync. Sorry, I, I was going to say those guys who used to run around with Justin Timberlake because nobody remembers them. Um, no, like he, he was the, he was Marky Mark. <laughs> as he was like this, I 
think he was shirtless. I don't know. I didn't pay <laughs> that much attention to it. I just knew he existed. And I was like, really? This is the guy they got to play Max Payne? Um, we'll see, though. When does it come out? Uh, soon. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I, I, I tend to sort of... Just uh, wait and see when it's out. Yeah, and then you, you're like, you guys oh, tell me cool. you're going to a movie. And I'm like, oh, I have to go to that one. I've been meaning to. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But, no, look, the... If you haven't seen Spider-Man and it hasn't hasn't been spoiled for you, go and watch it. If you haven't seen Spider-Man and it has been spoiled for you, go and watch it. And if you have seen Spider-Man, go and watch it. Yes, definitely go and watch it again. I'm probably going to end up going again. Definitely. Uh, mm, especially if it's... like, is, uh, is it still showing at IMAX? Mm, no. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> IMAX films um, rotate very quickly. Mm, no, they do. Um, but yes, anyway, I mean, at least it stopped Duncan talking about Dune. Yes. Um, until they finish the next one and then we're going to have that whole cycle start up again. Anyway, that's been the first episode for stuff for 2022 and I still need to get used to writing 2022 when I save files. Yeah, I know. No, I've, uh, I was actually watching, um, because uh, m- my mistake comes in when I'm writing the, w- the year out. Um, I managed to make it to the 6th of January before I wrote 2021 again, <laughs> which I think is a personal best for me. Good job. Oh. I'm proud of you. I'm not. <laughs> anyway, we are on a bunch of social media platforms as well as podcasts and websites. So go and check out Stuff SA on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We're also on YouTube and it's called Stuff Studios. Thank you for listening, and we'll check you next week. Yeah, see you guys again soon. Bye.